welcome back to the Vayans Podcast, episode two, where we discuss gay shit and also spooky shit. I'm joined today with my co-host, Cass. Yellow. Cass is currently braiding their hair and had a dream about a fused combination of Joe Biden and Trump that looked like the receptionist lady from Monsters, Inc. And his name was Jonald Brump. Jonald Brump. Very, very, very decisive. So today, uh, I am going to be talking about Chicago's first openly gay district known as Boys Town. I think because to be more gender inclusive, it's being renamed to Northampton. I believe I heard read about that. So that's, so it's Northampton. Hampton Can't it be Gays Town? It can be. That's but they gender just, inclusive. They just didn't think about that. Anyway, moving on to my segment. In the 60s and 70s, the uh, gay community in Chicago was very, was less, like, put together, but it can be found in most of the neighborhoods around Boys Town, and in, over the years, for a variety of reasons, mainly including, like, rent increases and also because of, you know, police officers being bitches and capitalism. as- And capitalism. Oh, capitalism and also police officers being bitches and, you know- stealing their shit, beating them up, imprisoning them. Uh, the communities were pushed, like, downtown Chicago, and they all kind of just combined looking for a new place to call home. They were like, you know what? We're gonna make a place. It's gonna be our place. Do we do it for the girls and the gays? That's it. It's gonna, it, they did say it is our house in the middle of the street. They do be doing that. Uh, then not only that, uh, in um, <clears throat> in the early seventies, Chicago's like the gay community, Chicago slowly began uh, kind of just combining into now what we consider Boys Town. Uh, for the boys. For the boys, yeah. Not only that, but uh, eventually over time, health centers, community centers, gay bars, and more businesses began to come through the area and set up shop. Uh, the neighborhood, like, developed its own queer identity. Which it's just, like the Castro of Chicago. Exactly. Just came, It just helped it solidify its growth. Uh, it also, <clears throat> gay bars, in fact, became the epicenters for community initiatives, such as responding to the AIDS epidemic and voter registration. So it was, like, a safe place to go there. Fun fact about that, going off about that, uh, lesbians actually played a big part in the AIDS crisis because they were the only people who would actually touch gay men. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a fun yeah. fact of the day. Let's go, lesbians! Round in the corner with a bunch of lesbians! I fucking love the way I do too. Uh, but yeah, and then um, it just began to solidify... And then, in 1997, it officially became known as Boys Town. So that's, like, the history of it. And right now, it's just a... Is it boys with an S or boys with a Z? You know what? You can spell it either way, but they have it with an S. Okay. Uh, I And basically, that's just basically, like, a brief history of it. Honestly, it's pretty cool that it's actually the first recognized gay district in Chicago. I think it's cool how it just became, like, the official gay district. Because, you know, there's, like, kind of neighborhoods. Unofficial. Yeah, there's, like, unofficial gay districts up and around. 
like in different places. But this is just like the first one, like the first in Chicago that is officially recognized as a gay district. And I think that's just. That's pretty, pretty vibing of them. It is pretty cool, honestly. And uh, I would go there, except I don't want to. And also I'm broke. Travel plans for the future. Yeah. You know what? I take back what I said. I do want to go to Boys Town, Chicago. Do it for the girls and the gays. That's it. We have to go. We have to do our own vlog and shit. We have to. Yeah. Oh my god. I uh can't believe this. This is it's incredible. You gotta do it for the girls and the gays, the queens and the queers, and the witches and the bitches. I had no idea what the fuck you just said, but I absolutely <laughs> agree with everything you just said. You gotta do it for the girls and the gays. I, I got that part. The queens and the queers. Yeah. And the witches and the bitches. Are you calling me a bitch right now? I'm very offended, I'm Ken. Bitch. We all know that I'm the bitch. That's true. We all know this. What is this? Uh, what is the Snapple fact of the day, Cass? Number 201. Number 201. Nutmeg is hallucinogenic. A little nutmeg goes a long way. Only a pinch is necessary. Even the most strongly autumnal... Uh, pumpkin, I was about to say apple pie. It's pumpkin pie. It says pumpkin pie in this book. It packs a wall up in other ways, too. If you were to consume three teaspoons of raw, unprocessed nutmeg, like picked off a tree and ground up on the spot and then swallowed, it can and will induce frightening hallucinations, paranoia, convulsions, severe nausea, and other unpleasant side effects. Don't try this at home. <laughs> okay, but hear me out. But hear me out. But hear me out. No. But hear me out, Cass. Say we set up a camera. We go to the forest of the Amazon, or wherever the fuck nutmeg is grown. I don't know. the nutmeg state. Oh yeah, it is. So say that we Shout out like to Connecticut for being full of nutmeg. I guess. I guess. Okay. So say say this. Say I get to a really really depraved state in my life where I say, man, I want to go to Connecticut and eat nutmeg. How about like the average Tuesday for you? Okay, don't bring my habits into this cast, okay? Don't bring let's okay, so we set up a vlog camera, we go out to the fucking chiseled dunes of Connecticut, we get some nutmeg and we pluck it off a tree and grind it up. Uh the nutmeg tree is native to the Malukas or Spice Islands of Indonesia and is principally cultivated there and in the West Indies. Wait, the, I can't go to New York to get nutmeg? I mean, Connecticut to get nutmeg? I'm looking- hold on, let me find a map. I need to get my nutmeg, Cass. I need to get my nutmeg. Where did- can you grow nutmeg in the U.S.? Can you? I- I- that's the word. Uh, nutmeg success- grows successfully in U.S. Department of Agriculture plant hardiness zones 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Woo! Yeah. yeah, so that's that's goddamn. I want to try some ground up fresh nutmeg now. Oh, no, I, I do though. No, I do, and you can't stop me. How about you don't? Okay, but how about I, I will pout at you until you don't? Be fine. You know I will. That is true. You, I know you will. Now we're gonna move on to Cass's segment. The uh the spooky stuff. Cass, what do you have for us this week? Black-eyed children or black-eyed kids. This is from Wikipedia because Wikipedia is actually good and can be used 
has a scholarly source. Uh, Black-eyed kids are an American contemporary legend of paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16 with pale skin and black eyes who are reportedly seen hitchhiking or panhandling or are encountered on the doorsteps of residential homes. That is the summary from Wikipedia. Holy shit. Basically, demon children. (laughs) Demon children, basically. Basically, demon children. Um, They have been in the tabloids since the 1980s. They've been, like, the earliest that tabloids have been able to track the legend is the 1980s. Most sources indicate that the legend originated from 1996 postings. God, I can't read. Written by Texas reporter Brian Bethel on a ghost-related mailing list. So basically, a mail subscription for ghosts. Uh, And he was talking about two alleged encounters with black-eyed kids that happened in Abilene, Texas in 1996, and he claimed that a second person had similar unrelated encounter in Portland, Oregon. Which, to be fair, it's the Pacific Northwest. I would not be surprised. Um, they, so the stories or reports, depending on your view, uh, have become regarded as classic examples of classic examples of creepypasta. Texas reporter guy Brian Bethel told a story on reality TV series Monsters and Mysteries in America. Oh. And he also uh, wrote a follow-up article for the Abilene Reporter News describing his experience and maintaining that his belief was legitimate. And there was a horror film made in 2012 because of Kickstarter funding. Oh, really? And, yeah. And there was a Weekly Strange episode from MSN that featured reports of black-eyed children. And there was one about, there was a British tabloid in 2014 that ran three front page stories about alleged sightings of black-eyed children supposedly connected, or connected to the sale of a supposedly haunted pub in Staffordshire. Apparently they have been spotted around the world, but mostly in America. Goddamn, these fucking children. And Snopes says this is a legend, but it's Snopes. Oh yeah, Snopes is Snopes, as you know. But that's pretty fucking. Oh my god. Creepy, yeah. Uh, there was a thing about. There was a thing about like you're not supposed to let them into your home. Uh, I'm trying to remember what that was. Well, luckily I just say, "Get off my property, children! You don't pay taxes." And and then I show them my my Nerf gun, and they cower in fear. Anyone who encountered them has almost immediately felt an overwhelming sense of dread. Uh, demonologists believe that they are the children of the devil himself, and if you let them in, you are allowing the devil to enter your life. Good. God damn, he should. He should enter my life. I've been waiting for, like, five years. Shout out to Lucifer. Shout out to Lucifer, who hasn't called me back after our date. We'll have to discuss that later. Sure, we will. It was in my dream, so I don't know if it was actually, like... No, 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 no. The other thing. Yeah, I know. Conspiracy theorists believe that black-eyed children are aliens trying to reach out to their, air quotes, Earth. 
Either way, uh, if you encounter them, don't let them into your house, because they will fuck you up. Oh, so they're like, oh, I understand. Oh, uh, then there was a story about it happening in Vermont. Yay, it's really creepy. It is. Uh, and most people have reported, or like most of the reports have been the black-eyed children standing in the corner of their room during episodes of sleep paralysis, or waking up in the middle of the night because they sensed someone was watching them, or, and these kids were just standing in the shadows, so... Creepy. I think the moral of the story is don't have children. No, the moral of the story is protect your house against spooky ghost demon children. Remember, the, the moral of the story is join the NRA so you can protect your ch house against uh, black-eyed Susan. Black-eyed children. Black-eyed Susans are flowers. And really, why are you like this? You know why I'm like also, this, just, Cass, I because I crave that. attention and I didn't get enough as a child, so I have to try and make up for it right now at uh, a later stage in life. And that's on psychoanalyzing yourself and reading yourself to self. Uh, weekly tarot card. Oh my god, it's time for Cass's weekly tarot card segment that we're doing. Do, 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 do. Because it just needs to be spookier. It needs to be. Uh, which deck should I use? Because I have like seven with me. Uh, the gay deck, maybe? Maybe, because it's, like, okay. thematically appropriate, you know? Thematically appropriate. We have the same deck. I posted it on Instagram. Hmm. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with the one that's, like, Carl Jung. Because that one's always, like, hmm, let's dig deep into the aspects of life ah. and your brain. Carl Young. Good shit. I don't yeah. think he's young anymore. Uh -huh, no. He's dead. <laughs> he said that about Rick Astley, and you were wrong. Yeah, I thought I, I thought Rick Astley was just yeah, no, dead. Yeah, no, he died in 1961. That makes sense. Rest in peace, Carl yeah. Young. He did something, I think. Yeah, he was the dude who founded analytical psychology. Cool. And he was influential in the fields of psychiatry, anthropology, archaeology, literature, philosophy, and religious studies. Oh. Basically, he's like one of the big guys from psychology. Oh, okay. Along with the gross, gross man, Sigmund Freud. Yeah. Lesbianism is a fault of the father. Oh, okay, but he literally had a lesbian daughter. I know that's the joke. The joke is that he had a lesbian daughter. Okay. It's... What question are we asking the cards this week? How is it going to turn out? How's our how's this week going to go? How's this week going to turn out? How is this week going to go? How's it going to go? How's this week going to go? Oh, two cards jumped out. Oh, yay. So let's read this as an either or situation. We have the 3 of wands and the 6 of cups. I put them in the wrong order, so we're going to start with the 6 of cups. Six of cups, six of cups. Sun in Cancer. Sympathetic attachment. Care for family and special associates. Person sees self in terms of service. Hello? Hello? What happened? Hello? What the fuck happened? I don't know. Did I just keep reading? Uh, could you do that over again? Okay. The first card was the six of cups. It's the sun in Cancer. Wow. Uh, sympathetic attachment. 
is in italics. Care for family and special associates. Person sees self in terms of service to group. Individual submerged in collective mind. Self-reliance may disappear. Strong attachment to external things, people, and possessions, and potential for somewhat masochistic behavior. Oh. That was the first card I ever pulled when I used this deck, and it read me a pill. Oh. And the Three of Wands. Neptune and Aries. Fantasy and mystery. Hidden currents of controlling energy within the collective unconscious. Collective energy, not individual. Loss of individuality into something greater. Initiation, religions, mysticism, and the occult. Wonderful. We're both talking about the individual becoming part of the collective. Mm, that is true. So... Nevada, pull through. Communism. Magic communism? Is Druidry. There any Druidry, yeah, there it is, Druidry. Here's the hot take of the day. Sorcerers are magic sugar babies. Oh, another card popped out of the deck as I was shuffling it to put it away. And that would be the Five of Wands. Ah. With Mars and Aries, assertiveness, action for good or bad, combativeness, originality, candor, if you're honesty, great personal courage, risking life or reputation for a principle, under negative influences, action can be thoughtless, arbitrary, and tyrannical. Oh. Just sounds like election season. Yeah. All right. So that was the podcast. Uh, thank that you. That was so the podcast. Do we have any like finishing remarks? Um. Or closing remarks? We do have closing remarks. We should do like a closing ranks every time. A closing what? Closing ranks. Cass, do you want to go with the closing remarks? Uh, yes. I am hungry and I'm about to go to town on these noodles. Ah, my closing remarks. Also, oh. salt your houses. Do not let those spooky bitches get in here.